From Studio A in Greenwich, Connecticut, Carl Higby. Hey, folks, welcome back. Thanks for joining the Carl Higby Show. I know we uh, took some time off. We did a little bit of a uh, soul cleansing this weekend because I was anticipating the massive media structure coming up or the massive media cycle coming up for these midterms that are less than 24 hours away from closing the polls. With me today for the opening segment, I wanted to bring in a friend of mine and a resident liberal, Kathy Rue. How are you? <laughs> good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. So I wanted to bring you in because, I, you know, like you and I are friends off air, uh, but we are, are we, we have pretty stark differences on the majority of our political our politics. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, we agree on nothing politically. <laughs> Absolutely not. Right. So I want no. I want you to let, what were you going to say? Yeah, no, we, we don't agree at all. Okay. Any, uh, on politics. Uh, maybe food, but politics, no. Okay, so folks, just so you know, Kathy Root is Tucker Carlson's token liberal Sherpa. Um, regular segment over there. She's on Fox all the time with Cavuto. She, I, I give you credit, Kathy, for going on into the lion's den and taking the heat you do. I don't think I take any heat. I think it's uh, it's lovely. It's, it's, um, it's a great place to be. Just nice conversations. From the left and the right. I'm sure your we Twitter feed along. is yeah. is just so yeah. civil. <laughs> We're so civil, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, midterms coming up. I want, in your eyes, because, I mean, here's the thing. is Personally, me, I, I can't think of a, a single reason in hell why someone would vote for a Democrat in this day and age after everything that's gone on in the last two years. So I want to know what in the world you see in the democratic party and why people this is my my audience is almost exclusively conservative so make your case for why there should be any votes for democrats oh it's 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 a personal thing i mean it's a state by state uh city by city neighborhood by neighborhood decision so it's uh i think everyone um has their own reasons for voting for who they're going to vote for so even if you maybe love the president, maybe you just um, live in Georgia and you happen to want to see the first African-American um, female governor. But is that United a reason States. to vote for so, someone because of their skin color or gender? Well, not their skin color, but uh, maybe she, maybe they like her message and she's inspirational and they side with her politically. So if you're in Georgia, maybe you're a Trump supporter, but there's something so exciting and you believe in her politically. Maybe you believe in her views. Well, you can't believe you know, in so her I'm, views so, and be a Trump so. supporter. They're, they're, they're mutually you exclusive. Could. No, no, you no, no. You absolutely no. could. She is on you, the you opposite could. end of the spectrum. She has actually said that she wants to take guns away. <laughs> but, but there, you know, there there might be other things. Uh, you know, there could be some things you see in her and, and you don't see, like, in Trump. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, the last two years, uh, they, you know jobs, uh, the economy, I, I know it's like it's so it's so hard right now because the issues, um, it, it's hard for the Democrats. They haven't exactly stuck to issues. You don't see this great, wonderful Anything, blue wave that everyone was hoping for. The, the Senate definitely, we're, we're not going to win the Senate. No. Hopefully we win back the House. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I was, I was talking to um, Scott Rasmussen from, um, you know, the Rasmussen, the pollster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he was agreeing with me on, on Saturday. We were at Fox and we were talking um, in the green room. He, he, we were both saying, you know, this, we don't think that blue wave is, is going to come on Tuesday. The one that we were so sure last year was going to happen. Uh, it, it, you just don't, you don't feel it. We don't, we're just not feeling it with the Democrats. We're, we're, we're yeah. not feeling that this movement's going to happen. Well, that the policies aren't there. The Democrats don't. The, what the Democratic Party doesn't actually stand for anything concrete at this point. Well, of course they do. They they stand for women's rights. They they stand for uh, raising uh, so, minimum wage. They stand for everything they've always stood for. They they stand for uh, more gun control. I mean, everything that that Democrats have always stood for, they stood for. But the issues have gotten so clouded, and. Um, it's almost uh, Trump's been so great. I think he's controlled the agenda for the last two years. Yeah, but let's go into and, some of those issues. Let's go into women's rights. Do you believe that Republicans seek to limit women's rights? Do I? Uh, yeah, I, I believe so. How? I believe being, well, uh, not being pro-choice. I think if you're pro-choice, that's women's rights. You think if that's... Republicans are not pro-choice, I don't think that's... Um, 
that's for women's rights. Okay, so that's a fundamental difference. I mean, I, I think that I see. I don't think any Republican out there is anti women's rights. I just don't. I think that the well, thing. Well, you're not pro-choice. I think that's a huge. Uh, you're taking away women's right to choose. So, so how how, how long should a woman have the right women. to choose? Just so we're clear, what? how like how long into a pregnancy should a woman have the right to choose? The, the, I, a woman always has the right to choose, but women don't. The, the, these late-term um, abortions are not what people make them out to be. These end up being medically necessary. No one's ever twenty-four weeks pregnant and like, oh gosh, I, I don't want to have this baby. That's usually medical. When women have late-term well, abortions, those are medical reasons. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't object to a medical reason for you know life or you know for the life of a mother or the baby. I mean, I mean, come on. So right, I, right. I, but we're the, not. But in, it's we're, we don't. So many Republicans painted as oh, late-term abortions. Like like these women just want to go outside and party, go to a bar and party, so they want to have an abortion. It, it's we're not talking about the facts and. And women, I mean, but even Republicans what happens when you have these women that. who are pregnant? You can't actually go for a job interview at eight months pregnant. It's a huge commitment. Pregnancy is a huge commitment. So when you take a woman's right to choose away, you're taking away so many portions of her life. Right, but so you that's, can't that's you huge. can't deny a woman. A, there, there's actually laws in place to deny a woman or deny a company from denying a woman a job based on pregnancy. Oh. Absolutely right. So uh, a woman walks in eight months pregnant. A uh, company's going to be so thrilled to hire her over a man who's not pregnant. They're going to be thrilled to give her her maternity leave. Well, they have. I mean, here's the yeah, here's the problem. The, if the you, reality is that's just not the case. Well, the reality we know is that they're going to discriminate. No, 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 no. If you're coming in eight months pregnant to a job interview. You know, there's there's something to be worked out there as far as like, well, we're not going to hire you for a week and then you're going to go out. If you're consistently working here, you know, they're, they're, nobody nobody fires somebody for being pregnant or being a mom or anything like that. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Statistically, women, women are equal to men when it comes to wages until the babies start coming. Then when women start having the babies, the women's wages go down that's when you see that the men start um, earning more money and the women do not earn money and earn the same amount of money and that's where the differences start so we do have this big wage gap that happens the minute the women start having the children and that's just it, you know it, it's it's do you think any of that is, right. is choice-based well it's, it all starts with having the children i mean that is something we have to work out we have to work out child care in this country we don't have free child care so it's so much goes around kids. Kids control uh, women's lives once they become moms. Right. So once this country starts giving free child care and supporting working moms, then, yeah, then maybe the Republicans would um, have my vote. But right now I don't see Republicans helping the working moms and um, really supporting women from day one. Okay, if, if, if Republicans had, if they did everything you wanted outside of this one issue of, of child care based, um, you know, I guess what you're advocating for is government intervention for some sort of regulatory body that you can't pay women um, less even if they work. Because statistically, the reason women get paid less is after childbirth is because they work less hours. With single women. No, they, no, they yes, don't. Single no, they don't. The, That's a myth. No, no the fact is... Sometimes have higher education. No, no, no. So the fact is, actually, single women that haven't had children in you know in their mid to late thirties and forties make more money than their male counterparts. Fact. Oh, that haven't had children, right? right. After the minute they start having the children, is when the wages go down. So we're not supporting working moms. We're not supporting women who choose to have the babies. So right, but do you think that women work rights, less I think on are a so choice fundamental. basis? Because huh? yeah, I, I have a very good friend. She, they are, you know, they they are both professional, you know, both big time professionals in their in their industry. They work um, in a consumer in consumer based industry. She chose they they were going to promote her to to the CEO of an entire continent's division, and she said, "Well, I want I want to have kids, so I'm going to turn down that promotion." Do you think that 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 statistic is, is fair to rope into the fact that women are just not getting what they want or the fact that uh, there's, there needs to be some regulatory issue to level that because that was her choice. And a lot of women make that choice selflessly, I will, I will add. Well, well how sad. She can't, 
she can't have it all. She can't have the children and the promotion. You can't move to Brazil with a young baby being an American citizen. And it just it's, she didn't think it was developmentally good to bring a new baby out of the country into Brazil. Oh, okay. You know, so she made the choice and turned down what would have been a seven-figure raise to not do it and to raise her children. Okay. So is that, I mean, that... Well, hopefully she would find a job here that would give her seven figures and she could be a mom and, and accomplish everything she would want. Yeah, but that's not, that's not a, re, like, there's not seven figure jobs just hanging on trees. She, I mean, she does very well, but she made this, she made the conscious choice not to. And, you know, they do well enough that they, it's not, they didn't need to make seven figures additional. But the fact is, is that that, I think that is, that is factored into, and you have to consider that when you think about what, um, you know, the whole dynamic of the women get paid less than men after childcare, because she made that, how much of that statistic is conscious, you know, willing, and it's a very selfless act, I'll say. It's incredibly selfless to to give up a career for a child. I mean, really isn't. Men frequently don't have to make that choice because females do. Yeah, but the women who do stay in the workforce, I mean, that the women who do stay, there are so many other stories of those who do stay don't have that they don't make the same amount of money they are passed up for those promotions because they are seen first as the mothers who who may walk away so there's these misconceptions i mean there is a wage gap between men and women that's out there there's so many numbers that'll prove that and at the end of the day it's really a, a man versus a woman it's just um it, it's just the differences that we have we have the hispanic women that make less and then the african-american women that make less than the white women so we do have these things that still exist in our society they're not they're not gone but you're they're are you there. suggesting regulatory intervention on that no i'm 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 thinking um generational changes um people's minds have to so change. social change uh, they not... have gotten better but they're, they're not where they need to be so so people who vote vote tomorrow you know i would think that you would vote for democrats if you believe in um, issues of helping women, um, minorities, immigrants. I mean, I don't, I don't like thinking that tax dollars are going to go for a wall that's not necessary. Um, there, there's so many issues. Okay. And even if you do say the numbers well, are there hold, hold with the jobs, let's, with the let's this go and with back the that, here. we have, we have the divider in chief right now, which I, I think is is such a great term because it's a great country, but we're just not united. It's well, not the United here's, States here's the thing is, We're like the divided state. But it's it's so, sad to me. Okay, so it, it, all that aside, you you said that, but now Trump has actually brought the lowest black unemployment ever. So he is actually statistic. I, mean, I believe it's a rising tide lifts all ships. I'm, I'm, Trump didn't point a magic wand at the black community and said, "You guys are going to have more jobs." He 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 made a, a better economy and everybody rose. So if you're not advocating for legislative change through you know the 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 voting process to help minorities or women and things like that why should we why should that carry any weight to vote for a democrat or not so what do you think more more government well, in you, our lives no 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 i'm not i'm I, I will never call for more government um, <laughs> is that what you're saying <laughs> no no i'm asking you if you're not advocating for legislative change why is this a, a voting issue then why is this an issue that you base your votes on I, I, what do you mean? I, I, I see. Well, first of all, uh, he's always said he doesn't believe in the numbers, which is funny. Uh, before he became president, all these numbers were just were just like myths, right? Like, oh, I don't believe in the polls. I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that. But well, when the, the polls were him, dead he wrong. In all of them. Huh? The polls were dead wrong. No, but the numbers when the Department of Labor, when the numbers showed that our housing crisis, you know, things were, that, that Obama was doing great, uh, that things were turning around, the economy was turning around, he didn't believe the numbers. Trump always said he didn't believe any of these numbers, that you don't believe the Department of Labor, who believes this, who believes that. So it's funny that now we all believe in all these numbers. I'm not saying they're not real, they're not, they weren't real then and they're not real now, but it's, it's so great that real. he now believes his numbers. Well, I can, he'll I can, the next president's number. Here, here's a, here's a, a number. Here's a number is that there are more jobs available than there are people to fill them right now. And this tech actually tacks into the next thing you were talking about, why to vote for Democrats is for raising the minimum wage. And here in my home state of Connecticut, they raise the minimum wage to 10, 10 an hour. And at that point, McDonald's substituted people for LCD screens and computers because it became cheaper 
to buy the computer and install that than it did to keep somebody on staff at minimum wage. So how do you respond to like, why is that good for the country? Well, actually, the Department of Labor run by Betsy DeVos is, I, I think, I'm sorry, the Department of Education is, um, is not following the trends. We have so many jobs right now that are not being filled because uh, we don't have a workforce that's ready for these new um, these new jobs that are not necessarily four-year degree jobs. We've got so many positions that need to go back. I think actually uh, Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio was pushing for community colleges to teach more of these manufacturing jobs and more of these IT jobs. Trade schools. Less of these four-year um, four-year. Oh, I think four. I think four-year colleges are complete garbage. Well, right. That that we're, not, we're just we're not going. The workforce isn't going where the jobs are. So the Department of Education needs to look at itself. Betsy DeVos, from the start, who Trump uh, put in uh, as heading the Department of Education, was such a bad choice, but she was just such a great fundraiser. She had never stepped into a public school, I think, in her life, yet she's running the Department of Education. <laughs> okay, and I okay, think from okay. there, so, that's why we have these jobs that are a disaster, because uh, we can't fill... We just don't have people that are getting so we, educated properly to fill the job. Okay, so we got we trailed so that's one we, of Trump's picks. We trailed kind of parallel to what we were talking about was the minimum wage. So the Democrats want to raise minimum wage. They want to do it legislatively. They want to say, right. you know, the number I've heard is fifteen to even as high as twenty dollars an hour, depending on who you talk to in the Democratic Party. How is that? I mean, like the the, the economic impact on that is there's going to be less jobs because people are going the technology then becomes cheaper than than manpower. So you'll well, lose jobs. Hopefully, then the then education is, is is parallel. So people that are working full time should be able to make a living. I mean, they should be able to provide for their families. We just don't have it. It's not like it was. Isn't it make America great again? I mean, yeah. in the fifties and sixties, you had people that had blue collar jobs that were working and being able to support their families, and we don't have that right now. Yeah. So if education well, could catch up. If we could work minimum wage, make a living gets the proper education that would be great well it's supply and demand you're familiar with supply and demand but right now we have more jobs than people so the jobs have to pay more and compete to hire people so if you have more people than jobs which is what we will have if you mandate a rise in minimum wage because computers will take the place of people um well we have we have jobs right now that people don't know how we can't fill because people aren't educated properly to fill the jobs because we have betsy devos Running the Department of no, Education. I don't think it has. It goes back to Betsy DeVos. I think it goes back to a Absolutely. long stint of the, you know, I think the Department of Education should be annihilated completely. I think they should just completely get rid of that entire. Oh, really? Oh, I because think we shouldn't have a public school system in our country. That's not what no I'm advocating for. I think it, so. I'm, I'm a big constitutionalist and the 10th Amendment. There's nowhere in the uh, the Constitution has any any legislation on the uh, education. So I believe that's a state's rights issue and the federal government just stay the hell out of it. The schools need funding. They need guidance. So why not from the states and their communities? Well, the states and their communities are some some communities don't even get raise enough taxes for their schools. In Florida right now, you've got a, a situation where people don't even the communities don't even care about the schools because many of the people living in the communities are retired. So you have families that have kids going there with people in their communities that don't even care about the schools. Well, so so that's it. why the federal government has to step in because. Communities sometimes don't give the schools what they need. So the Department of Education, you think, is is solely there to help fund? Not fund, guide. I mean, it, it's, it's there to, to make sure everyone's on the, the same page. And we want people that are reading The Great Gatsby in uh, Florida, uh, 10th grade, to be reading it in California. I mean, everyone's got to be on the same page. So you want it standardized across the nation. It can't be just the, the country of everyone mismatched. You want, you want it well you, so here's where here's another fundamental disagreement which was supposed to be common core but that turned out to be a disaster but thank common you. core was supposed to put everyone on the same page it, it, it didn't it brought many people down to the lowest common denominator but the the thing i yeah no obama failed on that one well I'm, I'm i'm that makes me happy to hear that the, the thing that i'm con- most concerned about is if you federalize something and make one standard across the nation there are many different demographics you can't i don't believe the same community values and principles are taught in la that are taught in rural kansas and i think quite frankly many of the people 
never want to grow up to each other's values. And that's why I think it's a very important state thing. And, and universities should should have, you know, they have this curriculum freedom to do basically whatever they want. And then you have them taught to a standardized test like the SATs or ACTs or whatever it may be. But I don't think the federal government should be running curriculum for Colorado and, you know, rural Colorado or Kansas and L.A. and San Francisco. I think they should, they, they well, are different. Well, in concept, it was a great concept, but it just didn't, play out it just actually didn't work out that way it created a mid-management system in our schools and our public schools where now you have people getting paid double of what teachers are getting paid and they're just sitting around uh well that's the bureaucratic crap that's been around lesson plans properly i mean common core turned out to be a disaster it was supposed to have everyone on the same page yeah you're supposed to make sure someone in new jersey was learning the same thing as someone in georgia so that, you know, when, when people did move around or when you did work or, or with, and, you know, as, as a United States, we're all learning the same things. You don't want one state to be more advanced than the other yeah. or someone falling behind. But it didn't happen. Common Core just ended up uh, making a mid-management system in, in schools and, and just taking away from teachers and students and and, and for some reason, we just can't get rid yeah. of the disaster that it left behind. I'll say, uh, Kathy, uh, yeah. yeah. these are a lot of, obviously, these are a lot of your opinions. I, you haven't made a single valid case for me to ever want to vote Democrat. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just like, you, you know, raise the minimum wage on government thing, Department of Education, Betsy DeVos sucks. And, um, you know, like, I mean, this is the, and the, the gender pay gap that you admitted you don't want any type of, um, government intervention on. So is there like, to me, I mean, obviously we disagree on eh, pretty much everything on this. Yeah. What, (laughs) what is your last reason that people, like if you had to say in one, one issue, just single issue outside of everything else we talked about, why should people vote Democrat tomorrow? I think everybody, it's, I think it's personal. So um, a politician said a while ago, I'm not even going to quote the, the, who it is because you're just going to mock who it is. But anyway, uh, this politician, it was a female politician, had said you, sh- you as a person should have like five issues that are important to you and go with them. Go to the, vote for the candidate that speaks to you on those five issues that mean the most to you. And whatever candidate, whatever side they're on, if they if they respond to those five issues, if they represent those five issues the way you feel and believe about them, then then go for it. But that's that's your candidate. Hmm. So it's not it's not blue or red. You know, it's who speaks to you and just have five things you really care about. And and that's the way you should vote. Okay. And well, so for me right. in my life, it's always been uh, I've always gone with the Democrats. I've always had the five things that mean to me. I hear everyone out, and I, I always tend to go, you know, liberal. But um, you do. It, I'll it, give it, you that. You, know? you do hear everyone out. Yeah. I'll give you that. So, all right. Um, your prediction, real quick: House and Senate, who stay, who keeps what, what stays? Yeah, Senate uh, definitely. Republicans, we don't, we don't. The Democrats don't stand a chance in the Senate. Um, the House is going to be so interesting. Um, and the governors, I mean, those states uh, where Trump won, they're, they're close races. So Florida especially, yeah. That'll just be interesting. I mean, this is going to be a reflection of uh, how the country feels about Trump. Yeah. So uh, I'm afraid that, that the blue wave, I'm afraid um, yeah. we, may not, we may not see it, but I'm hoping, I'm crossing my fingers for the House, but I don't think we should waste time with impeachment talk. I'm um, telling the, my viewers the, out there. I think everyone to, should just get to business get and, out, and stop the division. Get out and vote unless you want Kathy Aru ruling the airwaves. <gasps> really, Carl? You have to end it that way. Huh? All right. Hey, Kathy, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, folks, the uh, Carl Higby Show is brought to you by the Great America Pack, the longest support- supporting super PAC of the present in this day and age. In this time, he needs all the support he can get, and you do too. You're probably getting beaten to death at work by all the different people and all the different opinions, and people are pro-Trump and anti-Trump. There's one place where you can be that is good for MAGA people. It's called Great America App. You can go to www.greatamericaapp.com. That's app, A-P-P. It's the premier MAGA community. It's the America First Movement gathering in support of Trump. You want to go there. If you want to drown out the noise of everything else, go there. Be a part of the movement. That's www.greatamericaapp.com. It's fantastic. I use it all the time. I get a lot of my news off there. Um, Folks, 
Dan Crenshaw, the Saturday Night Live. This was it, this this made me want to puke. I'm I usually try to be pretty measured on Twitter, and I try not to freak out about certain things. But this was something that bothered me for whatever reason. I guess this like I've never really been offended. I don't know what that means, but I guess maybe this is what it's like to be offended. But I was just bothered by this turd. Um, he said. Yeah, Dan Crenshaw, he's a fellow Navy SEAL running in Texas who's probably going to win tomorrow. And he said, oh, he's, he looks like a hitman in a porno. He he lost his eye in war or whatever. You know, just, just blowing it off. And I wasn't, uh, you know, it's garnered over 20,000 likes to date. Um, so I wasn't, I, I don't understand, like, I don't really know how to how to say this. It was just like, what an insignificant, arrogant prick. So I tweeted out, I said, NBC, SNL, you bastards, mocking a fellow Navy SEAL because he wears an eye patch from a war injury. You pricks wouldn't last two seconds in the places we have been to ensure your right to be an asshole. Brotherhood, Dan Crenshaw. That's about as vocal as I like to get on Twitter uh, because these stuffs are cataloged and they're always there and they're never going to go away. So I try to think that before I type this. And I was like, you know, what? this kind of warrants that response. And this guy was a real jerk. And, he's, and the thing is, his father died in 9-11. You'd think this prick would show some a little bit more self-respect. It really bugged me. So you have these people that are so arrogant. They're so self-absorbed, and they just don't care. And they, they, this is a sixth sense. By the way, he looked like a felon. He looked like he was wearing an orange jumpsuit. He was wearing this stupid orange shirt with this slim, shady white hair. And I really just look at this guy, and I'm like almost want to feel bad for him but at the same time be like man you are i mean he that joke was way way off so i don't know i gotta i gotta take a deep breath after that because i got i get mad i get like actually mad when i see stuff like this because this is indicative of where we're going. And the fact is that there was such a huge audience and the audience was laughing you normally sometimes you hear oh well um, you know, that was, that was a little rude. No, but they were laughing in the background. It, that, that's the kind of thing that really bugs me. Um, so we, we got to fix this stuff guys. And it, to Dan's credit, he went on TV and he had a ton of interviews today. Um, it's, you know, he said, look, I don't want an apology. And I love that. I love that idea because like that, that, that guy, he's so shallow. He's any apology he gives is going to be forced and it's not going to mean anything. So fine. We got to get away from this. Oh my God, you owe me an apology. It's like, grow up. What are we in third grade? The next thing is we got to get away from people calling, uh, for resignations. I saw my, a lot of the responses with thousands and thousands, I mean, 7,000 retweets and 1500 comments many of which are like he should be fired and look i you don't fire people for stuff like that that's like the first amendment is for i i i really think you just let them out there and let them talk because it's let people make their own decision look if at some point in in my life america decides that that is what they want then that's what they want and you know what if you don't like it, like I don't, don't watch it. I don't watch SNL. The only reason I saw it was because it ended up on my timeline. The advent of social media, I guess. But this is this is the America we live in, where we have freedom. You have freedom to not watch stuff. You have freedom to watch stuff. And if the guy wants to be a jerk, then he gets to be a jerk. And the network gets to make those decisions based on vote with your dollars. If, if they get bad ratings, then they can the guy. That's how the real world works. That's how it should work. We shouldn't have this moral outrage. Oh, you got to be fired. No. If you want to be an ass, be an ass. Let people decide. So I think Dan handled that phenomenally. If you're in Texas, I know we have a lot of my listeners. Actually, <laughs> You're my second highest grossing state. Ironically, next to New York and California, for people who download this podcast, make sure you're voting Dan Crenshaw. I, I, I would really appreciate it. I'm sure he would, too. And um, this is this is going to be on full display. The next thing people brought up on this, which actually <laughs> made me laugh quite a bit, was the fact that um, people said, well, where were you at when Trump said bad things about John McCain? Said, I like veterans that aren't captured. I like soldiers that aren't captured. And you know what? Completely different. And you know why I said that? Because John McCain was being an asshole. And I don't like to speak too ill of the dead here, but 
honestly, the largest VA scandal in history happened in his home state and nobody was fired. I, I, I didn't really hold the man in very high regard. So I didn't rush to his defense. And it was a completely legitimate attack. So that's why. So all you out there who uh, who decided to get pissed at me for you know supporting Dan Crenshaw but not supporting John McCain, there's your answer. Have a nice day. Um, and that now <laughs> this is this is this is the tone of the midterms. This is the tone of the midterms. Now I am predicting on the record. I think we lose six houses in the in the House, and I think we pick up three in the Senate. I think we maintain control. The Dems have to flip. What is it like twenty three seats? I think. Um, something like that. So right now there's a great, I I try never to give shout outs to the New York times, the failing New York times, but they actually do a pretty good job at this stuff. I think they did a great job with the electoral map in 2016. They're doing a great job with the toss ups. Now, one of the things that I see is, um, CT four, my district, Connecticut fourth district, which is Fairfield County, just outside Manhattan. It says solid Dem. And they're not unique in this one. Every single poll, Republican or Democrat-leaning polls, um, they all say this is solid Dem. Harry Aurora could actually unseat Jim Himes. It actually could happen. It's pretty shocking to me, actually. So he could unseat Himes, and it would be it, it would be a a shattering effect across the United States. Now, there's a lot of things in here. These um, what, what on the map are yellow districts. So you have like Maine and you have some New York districts, the rural New York, look, Manhattan and the, the, the boroughs are basically, they're a lost cause. But Minnesota, Kansas, New Mexico, there's some in Utah and there's two in California, 10th and uh, I believe it's the 25th, 25th. So, and then I think there's, um, there's a couple more down south. But anyway, so there's a lot of these districts coming up for, for vote, especially in Florida. I mean, there's, we have some biz, big resignations in Florida, the open seat in Florida 15 that, that were held by a Republican that honestly, you, you can't just walk right in and take that because that's, that, that was a relationship there. It's not, in that, so those are toss ups. They were, Republican held, and now they're toss-ups. So, um, you know, even even Scott Taylor. Scott Taylor's a friend of mine, and he, they're saying his thing is a to- toss-up. I don't think it is. I, I can't imagine him being unseated by this liberal loon that he's got going over there. So these are some – these are these are the, the polls that we're seeing. Yeah, it, it, we want, yeah, we need to – Democrats need to flip 23 seats. But there are 75 highly competitive seats out there. All they have to pick up is 23. Okay? Well, they got to hold the ones that they currently have. But they got to pick up 23. Now, I think that polls, all these polls, are worthless. I don't think polls mean anything anymore. And, and to be honest, even the pollsters are thrown in the towel. They're, they're just like, we can't poll America anymore. We, Thank God some of them are learning. They finally said, like, look, we got it so wrong with Donald Trump that it's just not going to work anymore. So these people, the pollsters, have said, look, this is our prediction, but don't stand, don't put too much weight behind it. I mean, can you imagine that? Imagine if you go to a car dealership and say, you know, it, this, you should buy this car. Don't, don't, you know, we're not going to be responsible for anything that happens to it. There's no warranty and it may or may not work. It may or may not be the car you want, but don't hold us accountable. I mean, that's basically what the polls are. Would you buy a car from that guy? No, no, of course not. You wouldn't buy a car from that guy because <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Would you buy a house from someone? I don't know. I can't, I can't guarantee you the solid, the solidarity of the foundation. The roof may leak. It may not. I don't know. Would you buy that house? Absolutely not. That's what these pollsters are, basically. And they got it wrong. The first, They got it wrong in 2016. And to be honest, you can't pull this energy. You can't. And I've said time and time again, people are like, oh, the, the energy behind Trump is phenomenal. Yes, the energy behind Trump is incredible. It truly is. But it's just as incredible to the, the left because... As much as you're inspired to go out and vote Trump, the other side is envir- is empowered to go out and vote against him. 
So if you're thinking, if you're sitting there like, I got to get to the pole, I don't know. Make sure you get out there. Make sure you get to the pole because there's going to be people that are equally as motivated on the other side. Okay? The anger for Trump has instilled a lot of people to rush the polls because there's a lot of people that are real pissed off with him right now. So I'm telling you, do not sleep on this, folks. Do not sleep on this. Get out there and vote and bring five people with you. Make sure they're all registered and legal. Um, you know, the, the, the thing I'm seeing on every radio, I was listening to radio nonstop today at work. So it was, you know, nonstop people making all the commercials. Final push, final words, last word. Everybody's trying to get in. Look, Republicans, you don't need a last word. Our record speaks for itself. You have, I mean, run on it. Don't run on what you're going to do. Don't run on what you could do. Run on what you're doing. Say, if you want this to continue, vote for me. If you want it to stop, don't vote for me. It's that simple. Republican, and look, here's the thing. I will hold my nose and vote for Republicans that I don't like. I, and I it, I will choke it down because it is better than the alternative. It is so much better than the liberal left wanting to crush everything that Donald Trump has done. He is he is a, he has fundamentally transformed America for the better. For the better. And if you want it to stop, stay home or vote Democrat. That's that's the price. That's what it is. So if you don't want that, you have to change. I mean, you 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 have to get out and vote. This this is about voting for yourself more than ever before. You're voting for your own pocketbook because you've seen. I mean, look, the jobs are there. They're coming back. There's more jobs than people. We're talking about Kathy Rowe. I don't I don't get what she's saying where she wants minimum wage. Like it's just not sustainable. Right now, we have more jobs than people. You raise, raise the minimum wage, there'll be more people than jobs. And then they'll be worth less. Fact. Science. Um, you know, I, I want you to go to the polls. And actually, Kathy had a great point. Find five issues that align with you. Your five most important issues. And you really delve it down. Because I think that even people like her, if you say, hey, what do you believe in? women's pay well guess what there's more jobs right now so maybe you know just maybe there could be she could find it in her heart to vote for somebody who's created more jobs which has helped rising tide lifts all ships has helped women it's helped everybody but that's the thing i don't like about the the bean pile theory that i always talk about is you know we're going to do women's rights because if you help one group more than another group then the other group eventually one group gets pissed off or or falls down why don't we help everybody as much as we can that's what we need to be doing but that's the 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 when when democrats see an inequality even when pressed you saw that she doesn't want legislative intervention for that and that's where i think the liberal mentality is just totally confused about how much the government can actually do Go to the polls, folks. Vote on facts, not emotion. I don't want you going out there and voting for, you know, because you don't like the way Donald Trump says things sometimes. That is not the way to vote. The way to vote is find what issues are most important to you. You know, and... That the last final push here, we have all these people out. We had Oprah down in Georgia, which, you know, she did the bean pile thing. Let me just talk to all the women out there. Let me just talk to the Af- African-Americans out there. That, that's literally what she said in her speech. That is not conducive to a united front of America. Hillary Clinton, she said, our democracy is in crisis. And that midterms are our last chance to defend democracy. Trump is Hitler. Hate is on the ballot. This is this is what the narrative is going into this midterm election. This is what they're trying to get you 
in, in, you know, they're trying to put fear in your mind saying you have to vote Democrat. And if you don't, you're a bad person because Trump is Hitler. No, Hillary, our democracy is not in crisis. The, our democracy is exactly why you are not president. The midterms are not the last chance to defend democracy. The midterms are another chance to defend democracy. And there'll be another one in two years. And there'll be another one two years after that. And then two years after democracy, nobody's ever going to stop voting. The democracy will always be here. Trump's not trying to take that away from anybody. He's not imposing martial law to lock down and not have an election. I know some people have said, well, you know, he's going to he's going to keep the presidency after his term. No, he's not going to do that, you dummy. Right now, under the guy that you call Hitler, Hillary, consumer confidence is at an 18 year high. Unemployment is at a 49 year low. The stock market is 7 percent short of an all time high. Just recently had a big big hiccup and then it came back up a little bit. GDP is growing faster, uh, faster than Ezra ever has in 13 years. If you have a 401k, it's higher than ever before. Records. Crime rates, not totally historic lows, but they're pretty close and they're trending downward. Dems have nothing to run on. Have you noticed that when I push Kathy on this, she didn't have any concrete solutions that Democrats have pushed for and that they stand for other than higher minimum wage? Well, that's something that doesn't work and it actually ends up making people get paid less. So that doesn't work. Um, they run on they're actually talking about a revolution here what do you think is going to happen republicans have seven trillion rounds of ammunition and 99 percent of the guns and you guys can't figure out which bathroom to use what do you think is going to be the outcome of that this is just a stupid thing it's not going to solve anything it's not going to work and it's not it's not worth a damn so stop threatening that crap because it doesn't it doesn't work you know, I my prediction again: lose six in the House, gain three in the Senate, and I am going to watch the liberals melt down. I mean, it really is is going to be a massive. It's going to be worse than twenty sixteen because what that's going to do is this is going to validate Trump's agenda. It's going to say Donald Trump has figured out the American people more than the media more than the pollsters, more than the liberal machine. And he's he's rationalized them. And this is the problem, is you have a very different... I mean, the electoral map is very interesting to look at because it's actually going to be on the cover of my new book because it's the, the country is so red in the urban areas. It's just in the uh, suburban areas and the, the rural areas. It's the cities. It's the cities that are the blue and they're so highly concentrated with population that they can actually overwhelm an entire state. The whole state could vote against Hillary. One city could vote for her. They win. City wins because of population density. I mean, this is why the electoral map is there. So folks, you have a very different demographic and it's never been more at odds here. I think the rural areas the self-sustaining rural areas where out of the city, out of the mainstream media, out of, you know, the cities, you know, Adams a long time ago said that the cities would be the downfall of the country. And I think he's right. Higher crime, vote Democrat. I mean, look at Detroit, exclusively run by Democrats for 50, 60 years. It's a dump. It's falling apart. Crime is through the roof. It doesn't work. People weren't meant to live in such close quarters like that. And I think it breeds a a busyness of people that they forget what's important in life. That's what I think it is. So I'm going to be keeping my eye very close on this election. I hope you get out to the the polls. I really hope you do because you have to vote. Um, Look, folks, this show is brought to you by U.S. Wellness Meats. Trust me, fitness guru on the run. I'm always constantly looking for the best thing to eat to fuel my body because the importance of nutrition is paramount when you're training. Um, the U.S. Wellness Meats is fabulous stuff. It's grass-fed. I eat it all the time. I try to have it as much as I can. Right now, 
They'll ship your food for free to all 50 states, U.S., um, Canada, Puerto Rico. It's all natural, sustainably raised food from small businesses and family farms, folks. They are supporting small businesses and family farms. It's 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef, lamb, bison, and dairy, wild-caught seafood, pasture-raised pork, and free-range pasture poultry. Okay? It's the perfect thing. Christmas is coming up around the corner. Go there. Order somebody some of these steaks, U.S. Wellness Meats, right to their door. They'll ship it to you for free. And, uh, you know, sugar-free, gluten-free, KDO, paleo, AIP, all these uh, awesome diets. They're serving professional and college sports teams, world-class athletes, but mostly families just like us. You want the most nutritious food on the planet? I'm telling you, if you eat meat, you should eat meat because it's good for you. These are the guys. Right now, uswellnessmeats.com. That's www.uswellnessmeats.com. Limited time only. Promo code FREEDOM. Go there. Saves you 15%. Folks, this is a fantastic Christmas gift. It's right around the corner. Order from them right now. Get them a gift certificate. Get them some meat. You can ship it to them for free with a limited time promo code FREEDOM. Saves you 15%. USWellnessMeets.com. Go check it out. Um, talking about political rhetoric. It's been, it's gotten so bad recently. Um, and we were talking about this with Dan Crenshaw. It, 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 the CNN article. Um, it is funny. Everybody's probably seen Trump's ad where he put out um, an illegal immigrant in a in a courthouse for um you know it was it was a courthouse hearing for a guy who killed a cop okay so th- this is something i'm going to see if i can find this clip um but so cnn basically and it, it's actually I'm, I'm looking at it online right now where i want the clip and cnn wrote an article about it okay they said th- th- this is NBC and Fox finally had to stop running Trump's racist ad after it was viewed by millions. So they're advocating that it's so horrible, and yet it's literally right here at the top of the article. It's at the top of the article. Here, listen. Please step out of the hallway. Folks, you hear that? I'll break out soon and I'll kill more. So th- th- this is the, the, the Trump ad. Keep listening. Democrats let him into our country, it says. You know, the only thing that fucking was dead is if I can just kill two. I wish I fucking kill more of those motherfuckers. Nice guy. Democrats let him stay, is what it says. It's showing the migrant caravan. He says he wants to apply for pardon for the felony he committed. Attempt of murder. Tearing down our wall. So, folks, this this ad is about an aggressive par- faction of the migrant caravans and the and the illegal immigrants that are pouring into our country, and it's telling you Democrats want this. Democrats let this in. I I don't see this as racist. I really don't. It, you you can't. I can't even stretch to think that it's racist. They, and then CNN. They can't help themselves. Oh my God, this is so terrible. We can't have it. And then it's they literally have it right there on top of the article. I mean, she's how? <laughs> and I mean, this is why. I guess this is why they're last in line in SpongeBob SquarePants reruns out beats out Anderson Cooper. But these people are out there. They're not saying all immigrants are bad. We're a nation of immigrants. Nobody is anti-immigration. What we are anti is illegal immigration. We're anti-illegal immigration. And when you have people in these caravans that are like, oh yeah, attempted murder. That guy there, he's like, my only regret is that I didn't effing kill more effing cops. I mean, you want that guy in your country? Here's an idea, all you Democrats. Go out there, okay? Go out there and advocate. Leave your front door open and say, hey, you know what? I think we should bring some of you guys in and you can come live on my couch. Drink the milk out of my fridge. Live with my family. See how that works out. You know, see how that works out. And the the issue here is that it's unsustainable. It's unregulated. You don't know who you're letting into your house. That's the problem. And you can say, oh, we need to do background checks. But the fact of the matter is these countries don't document people the way we do in our country. There's not like a social security system like we have here that is so so well done 
Some of these people have gone their entire lives without ever signing their name on a, on a single document. They've gone their entire lives without en- being entered into a computer. So this is, the, this is the problem, is we don't know where many of these people are coming from. There's ISIS fighters in this thing. Okay? Muslim extremists. There's people that have been deported. That guy that you just saw in that movie. For attempted murder. I mean, come on. Give me a break here. This is who these this is who we are risking letting back into our country. Not everybody is like that, but this is who we're risking letting into our country. I don't want, I for one don't want to have to deal with this. That's not, not not what we should. So the 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 Democrats have said that this is this political rhetoric is terrible and this is how we've gone in this is country and we have to stop it. Okay, so stop. If you stop, maybe, you know, it's just, I, I t- said this the other day on social media. I was like, you know, this is what liberals do. They, they insult you and you're a Nazi and a bigot and a horrible person. And you just say, screw you, guys are assholes. And then they're like, oh, you Republicans, see, you're just so evil and you don't want to get along. No, why would I want to get along with somebody who just sits there and insults me? I don't want to do that. So that's, that's the, the breakdown. And then you got people like Louis Farrakhan, who this guy... Inarguably, he is part of the left. I mean, just weeks ago, he was on stage at a at uh, Aretha Franklin's funeral with Bill Clinton. He's been seen with Maxine Waters, uh, Hillary Clinton, Obama, Keith Ellison, just tons of people on the left. They they embrace this guy. And this guy goes out. Everybody knows he's, he called, uh, what did he call Jewish people the other day? Uh, termites. He says, I'm not anti-Semite, I'm anti-termite. I mean, who is this guy? So I'll tell you who he is. Louis Farrakhan is, and I'm going to pull this video up for you guys right now. He was out in um, Tehran. And this is what he said. Hmm. اما بشنوید شعار مرگ بر آمریکای رهبر جنبش امت اسلام در آمریکا رو در روز استکبار ستیزی ملت ایران. So he's calling for death to America. Okay. Louis Farrakhan is in Iran calling for death to America. He called, he referred to America as the great Satan. I mean, are you really? I apologize, folks. I thought that that was supposed to be in the English translation, but there are subtitles to it, which you can't see. Death to America and America's the great Satan is what Louis Farrakhan says. You know what? Stay in Iran. We don't want you back here. And this is who the, the Democrats are palling around with? I mean, come on. Come on. This And it, this is not a new thing. This guy's been saying this for decades. So this is the political rhetoric we're in now. This is the this is it. So a special thanks again to my friends at Great America Pack for bringing me the show. I really appreciate it. They've been an ally of the president long before the 2016 elections. Longest serving super PAC. They've never wavered. Your support means a lot, though. You, the listener, uh, and and the president really needs to hear that you're there for him. So if you can go to www.thankstrump.us, that's www.thankstrump.us. You can tell him how much you appreciate the job he's doing. He'd love to hear from you. So the there, there's all these things going on in the midterms, and you have people like Louis Farrakhan, who's obviously out there for some sort of stunt. You have all these people campaigning that are just partisan hacks. Partisan hacks. Just like we'll, we'll talk about Christine Ford in a minute, where she's, she's in some hot water now. So the new Black Panther Party is down... Um, telling people to vote for Stacey Abrams. And they're doing things that look a little bit like voter intimidation, which I'm pretty sure is illegal. So they they, they did this back in the last cycle in Philadelphia where they were obstructing voting. And, and Eric Holder was like, well, you know, we're not going to charge them. We're not going to... These are... These guys aren't bad guys. I mean, they completely brushed it off. But can you imagine if there were a bunch of Republicans telling people outside the voting booth saying, you better vote for this guy or we're going to hit you with a bat. That's literally what happened. And they they were declined from any type of prosecution whatsoever. 
it makes me sick. So, folk, go out there, be brave, and vote. Vote, vote your heart. Vote your issues. Um, look, so Christine Blasley Ford, she's back in the uh, back in the news again. Sort of, Grassley releases this this scathing report, and I love Chuck Grassley. He's 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 on point now. It said that there's no evidence to support the claims made by Ford. No evidence. No credible evidence whatsoever. This committee of investigators spoke to over 45 people. This is not like a fly-by-night sort of thing where they were like, oh, yeah, you know. This was a a very intense investigation through FBI, through Senate Judicial Resources. I mean, this was, they had the whole federal government on their side. And they're ruining, they tried to ruin his lives or his lot his life they tried they threw everything and thank god thank god someone came in lindsey graham wrote in and said enough is enough and it was it was turns out to be lies it's patently false and i'm wondering if they're ever going to charge her they should i mean she flat out under oath lied about the door story to her house. So I needed a second door. Those permits and that door was done four years before she told her husband about this. About the alleged assault. Or the, her therapist about this alleged assault. Okay. So she lied about the timeline of, of remodeling her house and why. Okay. She lied about her fear of flying. She lied about her lie detector test experience. She actually coached somebody for a lie detector test. She flew all over the world. And she, folks, do not be fooled. She was coached. And she was coached for this. I guarantee you those are not her real glasses. The way her hair was, the way she talked, the way she... I I, I don't understand the question. You understand the question. You have a PhD. She was taught how to appeal to an audience. She was supposed to appear like a victim, like a helpless woman. Folks, she was told how to do that. And you know what? And I hate to say it because I don't want to discourage people from who this has actually happened to from coming out and and speaking out about it because I'm I'm a Me Too guy myself. Happened to me. And I never want anybody to be afraid to come forward, but I don't want people coming forward who it's not true. Because that is the fundamental staple of our country. If you can just accuse somebody and they're automatically guilty. But I want people to come out. But I also want people who come out falsely to be buried under the jail. Because you are to temp- you, you ruin people's lives. It happened to a, a, a young man in a, at Sacred Heart College. I believe it was Sacred Heart College in Connecticut. His life was ruined. And, and years later, the woman was like, oh, yeah, you know, I, 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 that wasn't totally true. His life is ruined. He didn't finish college. He can't get a job. And, you know, she went to jail. She should. And the last thing, folks, I, I you know, I, 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 I want to leave on a very serious topic here is, is, and I'll be brief about this. There was some vandalism in a synagogue in New York. Okay. And this is, this is, this is disgusting. This anti-Semitism that has got to stop. I mean, this 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 hate in America really has to end because we're tearing each other apart. This guy, James Polite, Polite, I don't know, he's a young black man. He was arrested on criminal mischief for vandalism, okay? It forced the cancellation of a political event. He wrote, he spray painted in this, uh, or um, with a permanent marker, wrote, Jews better be ready. Die, Jew rats, we are here. That's what he wrote, Okay. What and, and there's an article in, you know, the New York, uh, the New York and the CBS local. This article, nowhere in there does it mention that this young troubled lad was an Obama volunteer in 2012. You have to scroll over to Fox to actually see this. Okay. He's worked for a number of other people, including a, a corrupt NCAA basketball coach who ran for a city councilman or something like that who got arrested on on um, bribery charges. Okay, this this guy was an Obama volunteer. Okay, 
Um, and his LinkedIn page shows that he's worked for a bunch of other Dem candidates. You can look for yourself. James Polite. Polite. I don't know how you say it. If this is a Trump voter, it would be wall-to-wall media. Folks, this is the problem. We we can't anymore bend to this stuff. I, I denounce this. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm a radio guy. I'm a talking head. My job is to say the cutting edge things, but I don't encourage violence and I don't tell people to go out and hate people. I don't try to stifle people's right to speak. In fact, my, my answer to poor speech is more speech because I want to expose you. I want to have a debate with you and, you know, I'm, I, whether it's debating you personally or debating for the third party, I want people to see what you have on display. This is, we're at, we're at a turning point here, folks. And by the time I do my next podcast, most of these votes, votes will be cast. So I, I'm pleading with you. I'm begging with you. Please get out and vote. Please get out and vote. It is so important. In many other countries, people do this with a risk to their life. So if you can find the time, and you should... Get out and vote. Folks, thanks so much. This is the Carl Higby Show. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Carl Higby. I would appreciate that. And you can get this on Podbean, Stitcher, um, iTunes, and Spotify, the whole nine. All the all the technical platforms that I probably don't understand that my people know more about than I do. So thank you very much. appreciate it. We will see you tomorrow in the heat of the midterm elections.